Hello, welcome back to the Bottleneck Podcast. I'm Olive Q, and we're just gonna chill today. Um, I do want to talk about Ghost in a Shell, which I finally, finally <laughs> finished uh, my journey. Uh, I'm feeling pretty tired. <laughs> So, I'm not going to be getting too excited unless uh, my body feels like it. So we're going to talk about Ghost in the Shell. Now, after I watched 2040, Ghost in the Shell 2045, I went back and decided to watch Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. and. Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, Second Gig. And after that, I was like, okay. I don't remember the very first movie. So I went back and um, I watched that. And then I watched Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence. Um, there was no need for me to watch Ghost in the Shell 2.0 because that's basically the very first movie with some updated graphics and, um, I believe voices. So, first two movies are, have absolutely nothing to do with the series. It does have a lot of the same characters in it, but, um... There's like okay, so Roma and Saito are not like necessarily in it. Saito is referenced um, at a point in the first movie. He's he's told to go and do something about Aramaki, but um, that's about it. And um, yeah. From there, you start diving down this philosophical hole. Oh boy, about basically some sort of existential. Motoko is going through an existential crisis and she doesn't know if she's necessarily human or not. And she goes down that road. And eventually, um, she comes to the conclusion that she's just her own being. At least that's what I gathered from it. Now, the second movie, which came out in 2004, was... uh, So yeah, the second movie came out in 2004. And I'm not going to lie. It was beautiful, but they got even more philosophical in the second movie. It was more philosophical quotes by Plato and Socrates and shit from the Bible than there was action or literally anything else. So... At some point, my mind just kind of went, shoo, 
and I, I kind of just, <laughs> yeah, I kind of just was like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> Mind you, this would have been something that, um, 2006 to, I don't know, like, this would have been something that teenage adult mid-adult freaking olive would have loved okay and that olive would have went down the rabbit hole of understanding the philosophical points and the moments that they were said the reasons that they were said and this olive don't not about to do that <laughs> Like, no, like, I am not about to do that at all. First off, because I'm lazy, so there's that. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I just kind of, I was like, wow, this is really deep. I did love the focus on Bato and Tobusado. Oh. Those, like those two are like my two of my favorite characters, and Toga said especially because dude just trying his best. <laughs> yeah, so he he's great. He's a great detective. Like I'm not gonna lie, he's a really great detective, and that was really put on display in Arise. And I understand why Motoko wanted him a part of uh, her team. So let's get onto a rise real quick, and then I'll probably go back to um, Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, which is the second movie in a second. Well, in a minute. A rise takes place before Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Because the first episode that we're introduced to is from 2027. And as you know, Ghost in the Shell, well, you probably don't know that, but Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex starts in 2030. And then um, Ghost in the Shell 2045 starts in 2045. So somewhere along the line, uh, Section 9 got disbanded in between. 20, uh, what is it, 2034, I think it is, or 2032, either way, it got disbanded somewhere along the lines up to around 2045, that's not very clear, hopefully in 2045, they'll touch on that, because there's still, I think, 12 more episodes that need to come out, now, oh, somebody's, not, <laughs> I thought they were knocking on my door, but no, so somebody, um, I'm not, oh my god, here I am, so, Ghost in the Shell, Arise. I don't know. I like it. I do. But I don't exactly like it, I guess. <laughs> if that makes any sense, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It is like the or or origin story 
of how section nine, uh, well, this particular section nine with um, Motoko, Tokusa, Broma, Bato, Saito, Ishikawa, and I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, positive came about. So that's pretty good, but oh, I don't know. If I had to give it like a score between one and ten, as far as origin stories go, I'd say I'd give it a six, I guess. Because I feel like this was, I feel like it was necessary, but also could have been told in a movie instead of five somewhat feature long episodes. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. And I thought that, did I ever have, I thought that I hadn't seen Ghost in the Shell Arise uh, episode four, but I did. I don't know where I watched it at, but I, I saw it. And then I'm assuming that the new movie, Ghost in the Shell Arise, the new movie, is episode five, because I saw that also. And I was pretty confused. I was like, oh, I saw this. <laughs> I mean, I watched it again, but I still saw it. Oh, well, I didn't see the fifth one, the ghost starter. Um, the ghost starter one. Or did I? Shit, at this point, I don't know, but I watched it. And it was pretty good. I always hydrate people. I need water. Mm. So, I felt like, yeah, honestly felt like it wasn't necessary, but also necessary for those who need an introduction into the series. But here's the problem. Not everyone is going to watch Ghost in the Shell Arise and then go back and watch Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Because Ghost in the Shell Arise is a lot more action packed than Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, in my opinion. Okay? A lot of talking goes on in Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. And a lot of talking goes on in Ghost in the Shell Arise, but. They're very different from one another, that's for sure. I feel like they really showed the difference between a more mature Motoko and a fresh, off-the-leash Motoko between um, standalone, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex and Arise. Because in Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, we get this bombshell smooth cool babe who's mature and just badass whereas in Ghost in the Shell Arise we get this fresh off the leash ready to kick some ass angry searching for love badass still badass not exactly a bombshell cuz you know she tries though in one episode. 
But yeah, so the difference between the two is apparent. And I do hope the newbies to the series will go back and watch uh, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex. Can I just say Gets? Can I, can I just say Gets? Because having to say Ghost in the Shell <laughs> over and over again is getting on my nerves. So, yeah, I do hope people go back and watch Gets a Standalone Complex after watching Arise because I feel like that's the best way to watch it. So, Arise, Standalone Complex, Standalone Complex, Second Gig, 2045. And then the movies are their own thing. So, yeah. Now, I'm going to go back to Ghost in the Shell. Oh, God, here we go. Ghost in the Shell Innocence movie two. Second movie, rather, not movie two, because there's only one movie about innocence, which I don't understand what was innocent about it, but okay. Yeah. So, Togusa and Bato were the focus in this movie. And they were spouting off philosophical quotes after quotes after quotes. And I was like, wow, this is really some, this is really different characters as opposed to the characters in Arise and Standing on Complex in 2045. And I'm like, wow, this is really its own thing because... In these other series, or rather, yeah, in these other series, these characters come off not necessarily dumb or stupid, but definitely not wordy, you know? So, I was surprised that they went down that route with Tokusa and, and Bato because... It was kind of freaky watching them spout out all these quotes and be that annoying guy who's, you know, that annoying guy. <laughs> and I liked it, but at the same time, it, it got overwhelming for me. And I lost track once they got to certain parts of quotes and because I've never read anything that's based on that's from Plato and I've never read anything that's from Socrates and several other um, other people that they've quoted now the Bible I don't care about that because I grew up in church and stuff and I don't no, but I also don't know the Bible that well either because my teachers in in the, in the faith weren't very good. So there's that. So there were quotes that were said from the Bible that I was like, wow, okay, that, that is really interesting. And I felt, I almost felt the need to go and look up the significance of it and the scene that it was quoted in but I gave up on it I was like nah 
Yeah. So there was a scene in Innocence where Tokusa and Bato goes to the visit this dude who's been hacking into stuff. And they end up getting trapped in, well, they end up getting trapped in this like mind maze situation. And it's playing over and over and over again. And it's really fucking with Togusa. <laughs> so Bato's, you know, Bato saves him. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. The visuals from that were amazing. And the surroundings were just crazy beautiful. And I honestly wasn't expecting that from a 2004 movie about ghosts in the shit. Well, then again, no. See, okay, how do I put this? The environment, the stuff that was outside of Togusa and Bato were amazing because they were just pure animation, but everything else had this like 3D crazy and beautiful richness to it that I honestly appreciate. And I feel like, I don't understand, if they had the budget for it, for 2045, why didn't they go that route? Like, don't get me wrong, you know, 3D animation for 2045 isn't bad, but it could have been better. And this is saying something, when something from 2004, the 3D animation from 2004, of the surroundings, is better than the animation for a 2020 anime. And uh, I'm acting that I just said that. I read in a, uh, one of the comments on Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, somebody was like, oh, the opening animation, uh, 3D animation is better than 2045. And I was like, you a damn lie. <laughs> Like you'd be up in arms if they used that outdated animation for 2045. You'd be up in arms. You'd be mad as hell. Even more mad about it being at 3D now. So shut up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It still looks pretty good, but it's clunky. It's very clunky and and wonky and not necessary. It wouldn't make a good full anime in my opinion. So. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell Innocence was deep, like really deep. So deep, in fact, that I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there was some inconsistencies though, because in the first movie, unless I think shit, was Adamaki's hair gray in the first movie? Yeah, I think it was gray in the first movie. But it was black in the second movie. And that confused me a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I guess he gets out of having gray hair and decided to just gray the fucking, I mean, dye the fucking ring around his head. Like, he needs to just go ahead and go bald and just cut that shit off. And I don't know what his problem is. So there's that. Because it's the same timeline. Because at the end of the movie, 
like leading up, Mojiko is still a part of the net. Because that's what happens at the end of the first movie. She becomes one with this weird-ass ro robot and AI intelligence. And she becomes, she goes and becomes part of the net, you know? Like, she takes her ghost and just does whatever. So, at the at at the end of Ghost, at the end of Innocence, she is still a part of the net, and she helps Bato out a little bit, which was crazy. I didn't at that until that point, her presence was very minimal, and in, in the in the show and the and the movie, like you catch a glimpse of her from certain things. Like, the time that Bato got hacked, and he went on a fucking rampage inside of the store. He was trying to get dog food. And she walked past him and was like, you were caught in the kill zone. And thankfully, Ishikawa came in and helped, you know, because he was about to kill this poor man. This poor, poor cashier. Who literally didn't do anything. <laughs> Obviously. So yeah, her presence was very minimal. And minimal. Minimum? No, minimal. Minimal. Oh god, I'm having a anyways, her presence was very minimal. And until the end of the movie, it isn't really made known. Um She's really even still around, you know? And Bato was just such a sad... <sighs> I felt for him. And this is why I just love him and Motoko together, you know? Not necessarily together together as in like a couple. But they do give off that vibe and I do, I do like that. So, I, I think that's pretty good. That's amazing. And I love how they always have each other's back. And that makes me happy. Like, so freaking happy. Even when, um, in Innocence, where he got hacked, she still kind of was like, you stepped into a kid, a kill zone. Even when he went to go and visit that hacker and ended up in the mind maze, she still found a way to let him know, hey, this is what's going on. With, with, a, with a name that was also surprisingly philosophical that I don't, he had to take away two letters from. And that is how, apparently it was the name of something that became, that had life breathed into it. And the way to kill it or make it still was to figure out its other name. So that was really cool. And I do like how I love the scenes where he's like breaking in or busting through a door or, or something. And him and her are at this standoff. It's like guns at the ready towards each other. And then they have this look of this moment, like their own private moment of this is what's going on. This is us, you know? And then they talk to each other and 
she's like, and they're, and they're, it's, this is like their, their thing, and it's like, okay, in essence, you watch my back, and I'll watch your back, and it's like, they just hop right into it, and it's always like that between them, and I, I like that, I like that a lot, but in innocence, you know, it's that I think Boma, I mean, not Boma, <laughs> See, I didn't brought in Brahma, but Bato, it was like he was he was saying something like how he wanted a family, more or less, of his own, and I get it. And I was like, oh my god, I just I don't know. It was good. It was really really good. So that's more or less my idea. On my, in my opinions, on Ghost in the Shell, the entire thing from the first movie all the way to 2045. And well, I'm not done with 2045, there's still episodes that need to come out, so I may make another uh, episode of this podcast about it in the future. So, yeah, but I'm pretty sure I've, I've talked about gets so damn much to the point that it's <laughs> even I'm tired of it so yeah but it was great and I honestly recommend it to everyone it, it is a great cyberpunk anime and the the first move the movies went through this philosophical mind fuck this really make you think situation these these really like you need to pay attention to like everything that's going on and everything that they say and match it up to the to what's happening type of situation to this government uh with with standalone complex it goes from that philosophical standpoint to focusing on government and I think it's pretty cool I, I enjoyed that the the difference between the two because it really makes Ghost in the Shell standalone complex a standalone which I get that's pretty cool so it dives deep so gets S-A-C <laughs> or SAC stand really does stand alone in that uh, regards of breaking down basically the government and I like that it deals with a lot of stuff from political corruption to war crimes to immigrants and insurgents and all of that and I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly how Ghost in the Shell 2045 adds to the series. Because the first 12 episodes, Mozuko and every, and her everybody except for Togusa are mercenaries right now. So, yeah, and they've been hired by some sort of government agency, which I think is America, to 
find out about these other things. But I've already talked about uh, Gets 2045, so yeah. I don't know. It's a good series. Makes me think a lot. Uh, you know what's crazy? I'm, gonna, I, I'm done with talking about Ghosts in the Shell. So we're going to transition to Demon Slayer. I watched that last night. Like, straight through. Um, and I watched it in English. So, that was cool. Crap, my, my neck is hurting. So, I liked it. Again, like I watched it the first time around when it was airing. And watching it again last night was... I think better. I enjoyed it more. Because, I don't know, Tanjiro was just a fun dude. Oh. There's this meme that I came across that literally cracks me the fuck up every time I think about it. And it's a Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia crossover. <laughs> and it's like Tanjiro and... Deku and like they're both crying talking about I don't want to fight you <laughs> and then at the bottom it's got the T-Rexes and from go what is that fucking say Jurassic Park you got the T-Rexes from Jurassic Park with Inosuke and Bakugo's face on it and they ready to fucking rumble and I was just like that is so effing true and fucking hilarious I could see that. I would love that. <laughs> and no skate laughing. I'm not some ha 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 go pissed as fuck. <laughs> Damn it. So. <clears throat> I love it. And that is a fun and well done. So yeah. I watched Demon Slayer. I don't know. I just... It's like I have no opinion of it right now other than it's a good anime. And I'm waiting for the movie to come out and maybe a season two, but there, I, you know, neither heads nor tails, just in the middle. It's a good anime. I don't know. I don't necessarily care for the characters, like, at all. None of them really stands out. None of them really attaches to me that, you know, makes me like them more than just a passing anime. Like, Tanjiro is cool. Um, Nosuke is cool. Zenetsu is annoying. But when he's asleep, he's cool. So, I guess that, that counts. <laughs> Obviously, Nezuko is fucking adorable, especially when she's when she gets little and then gets big. Sometimes she gets bigger. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the first episode really strikes a chord with you, but then it doesn't keep up that pace throughout the anime, in my opinion. It doesn't keep that sense of not necessary, not necessarily dread, but this like. Man, it's crazy. And you, you, Photobull got this issue where 
they make the first episode look amazing and then they put a little bit of different things throughout the anime that they waste their budget on <laughs> like Tanjiro doing this water wheel attack um, and the water from that so and then the eyes of certain characters it's like damn this is where you waste all your budget at and I got one it's not bad you know it's pretty cool your foldable knows what they're doing especially if you look at um, Fate State Night Unlimited Blade Works <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's so beautiful and I love it and it's just really good I should rewatch it but like it was sad because especially if you're coming from Fate Stay Night um I don't know I think that's what it's called the first well the first one that I ever saw on Netflix I was really scared to get into that Fate the Fate the Fate series rather because I don't know where the hell to start but I, I just dove right in that bitch and uh, here we are I hope that was by you foldable and not somebody else and I just made this bigger it's, yeah it's about you full table <laughs> cause yeah I just got off track <laughs> talking about Demon Slayer Honestly, that's more or less my opinion on it. Ufotable is annoying with where they pick and choose to put their 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 budget. So there's that. I would get into the Fate series, but I haven't watched enough of it to get into it. In my opinion, here I go again. But seriously, in my opinion, I feel like I haven't watched enough to make a, a, a in-depth like episode about it I don't know maybe I'll get on that maybe I'll do that maybe I'll do a Google search of where I should start and what what order I should watch it in before because I've done that talking about like what order I should watch it in and it was it was really complicated and I didn't know where to like and a website to watch it but I do now and um yeah do I have one now that I can watch it on more than likely if it has all the if it has all the series anyway and I'm really gonna watch it if it's dubbed see I have very specific needs okay <laughs> no I have very specific criteria when it comes down to anime and if it doesn't have an English dub and it's highly recommended and it's really good then I'll more than likely watch it and I'll just deal with my eyes you know but if it's just something that I found and I'm thinking oh, okay this could be all right and it doesn't have an English dub, I'm not going to watch it because, like I said, I have bad eyesight and I'm not about to push myself through something that isn't great or, you know, even good to 
Yeah. Like, I was gonna watch this anime called... I, I don't know. I can't even remember what it's called. Magical Orde. And it is about... It's about this girl who gets magical girl powers, but she turns into this big-ass buff dude in a magical girl dress. And I find that funny as shit, but I don't understand why Funimation or something didn't pick that up and dub it. Because it, that seems like 100% something that Funimation would dub. So I, I think that's I think that's strange, but hey. Whatever, you know. I know Funimation likes to pick up the more mainstream anime, so yeah. yeah I mean, that's cool. But they, they, they do pick up some random shit, though, and dub it. And I just be sitting there like, did you have to dub this? Like, was it necessary? I mean, okay, Funimation, I'm gonna watch it, but like, okay. <laughs> Oh, God, another complicated series that I want to get into is the Monogatari series. And I don't know. I'll probably look that up, too, and see where to start with that. Because it does look good. And if it's in English, then I'll watch it. <laughs> I don't know if it is, though. That seems like the type of anime that wouldn't be dubbed. But... Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna make, that's my, that's the segment on anime for now. I'm gonna, like, after the sponsor, we're gonna talk about some other stuff that kind of had me down a bit. So, see ya in a bit. Okay, I'm back. It's all of Q. Okay, I just realized that... My fan was on the entire, uh, the entire last segment, and it's surprisingly loud, even though it's in the completely different room, and I feel bad. <laughs> I don't have the software or anything like that to reduce background noise, and... Uh, I wasn't about to re-record that segment at all because I put out like a stream of my opinions and I've gotten it out of my head now so it's not in there anymore. <laughs> oh, I feel horrible about it. But hey, and I mean if you like fan noise... Ta-da! <laughs> oh boy. This is why I need a pair of headphones so that I can hear what's going on. Oh boy. I'll invest in some uh, when I get paid. I'll get a nice pair so that we don't have this issue again. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully you listen to the sponsor. Mm, it just gave me some sense. And um, let's get into my own little problem here. So I don't have a lot of friends. Um, to be specific, I don't think I have any friends. 
Um, yeah, so I don't have any friends. And the one person that I kind of consider a friend isn't exactly a friend, I guess. Um, at least, I don't know. Maybe that's not the right the right words to use. Because I, I do somewhat consider him a friend, but I kind of get the feeling that he doesn't really consider me a friend, I guess. Because um, he can be a little, a little conceited about himself and secretive about literally everything. So there's that. Mm. He kind of took an attitude with me about. Okay, so I had drank some wine this night, and it was a really big bottle. Um, it was a Pinot Grigio, and I really like it. It's pretty good, and um, so I was messing with him. I kind of I kind of keep trying to run him off a little bit. It's like here, let's let's be as as much of myself as I can possibly be. So and that person isn't exactly I'm not mean. I think I'm just honest, I guess. And so I sent him a picture of me licking a dildo. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was very zoomed in, so obviously he couldn't see me. And, um, yeah. So he's a dude that I tend to ERP. Well, I don't ERP with him a lot. I've done it before, rather. And honestly, I can count on like one hand how many times. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's probably the only person right now <clears throat> that I can consider a bit of a friend. And I don't know. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't feel like he considers me a friend. And I don't know why he keeps talking to me, so it kind of bothers me because it's like, I'm okay. Let's let's do some, let's be our weird self. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I guess, he's, I guess he's okay with it, but at the same time, there's still just this kind of weird wall. It's like, you know how you're talking to someone and they really will not let you in? regardless of how close you are to them or how much you or how long you've known them and as far as a, a friend on the internet goes you never know who that person is so like you never truly know who that person is so i was messing with them i was drunk <laughs> and i'd say my birthday before last I was like, I asked him, I was like, hey, you know what I want for my birthday? I like, I want to talk to you in a voice chat. And I asked him, I was like, hey, 
think he wanted eventually talking about a shot. And he kind of took a tone with me that kind of made me, like, kind of pissed me off. <laughs> so I went off a little bit. And um, I was like, do you not know what the definition of eventually is? Or what, you know? I'm not going to go into exactly everything that I said. So, but it was still long and not, not well it wasn't that long but it was long enough and he was all like an issue and the initial message he was like oh i hate when people try to talk to me when i'm doing something and i was like i don't fucking know what you and i'm like that's when the whole thing i was like do you not know what eventually mean and i added the definition for like i don't know for fuck's sake you know so and then after that, I was like, I don't know when you, I don't know when the fuck you busy, you know, like, if you busy, tell me you busy, like, the fuck? It's like, I'll tell you I'm busy, like, that's all there is to it. And then I was like, you're annoying, you're so fucking annoying. <laughs> and, and those are my honest feelings, and I was like, you're annoying. Like, tell me, you if you if I ask you, you know, like, hey, what's up, or something, tell me you're busy, cool. You know? And I don't know. I guess. Okay, my ringer is supposed to be off, so I don't know. Oh, I am fucking up. I thought I turned it off, so I don't know what happened. I do know what happened. I was listening back to the um, audio from the last. From the last segment, and. Um, It's, it's really bad fan noise. <laughs> I'm getting better at this podcasting. Don't judge me. So, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I, I do think he's, he's an okay person. Like, I think, and that's one of the things that I... I can't, and I don't want to indulge him in compliments or anything like that because he's not an asshole, but he's a he's conceited. So it's like I'm not gonna indulge you in compliments because that'll just feed your ego. But then I'm mean, and it still seems like it feeds his ego. So it's like what. How am I supposed to treat you, damn it? Yeah. But, um, yeah. You messaged me yesterday, but I was busy yesterday. So, I wasn't able to get back to him until this morning. And, um, I mean, whether he messaged me or don't, you know, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, so whether he messaged me or don't, you know, it's whatever. I mean, that's, I feel like that's the type of tone that I need to take with him because, like I said, I don't feel like he necessarily, he really sees me as a friend and I don't exactly see him as a friend, but I had to take a water break, like, damn. I don't know. It's, it's weird. 
Um, when I do talk to them and we do actually get to talk and have a conversation, it's usually pretty nice. Um, usually me taking charge of the conversation like always and being wordy and annoying and I don't know. And if I say I don't know one more time, I'm going to stab, I'm going to freaking stab myself in the eyeball with my hair comb is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to take it one step at a time. I'm, I'm way too scared to get hurt in any sense, whether it's a friend, a lover, whatever. I don't want to get hurt again. Um, no one wants to get hurt, obviously, because the shit hurts. I mean, damn. And last year, when my ex did what he did, that, that really fucked with me. And it kind of took me back several, several steps in dealing with people. And, um... I still came back and I still wanted him to be a part of my life and I didn't like that about myself. I did recently like talk to him um, a couple of days ago and I asked him if he wanted to hang out. Like we're not like that day. I was like, you want to hang out sometime or something? I think, I don't know. And he's like, oh, I think I had some great time this week. And I'm like, Okay, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to make up your mind if you want to hang out. Like, you can hang out with Star. You can hang out with all these other people. So, what do you mean you think you have some time this week? Like, what the fuck? So, anyway. <clears throat> he's the type of person that I don't expect anything like that from him like he says he's gonna he, he might have some time this week he's not gonna have any time he's gonna go and play with his friends make new friends leave the leave those friends <laughs> make more friends and just continue to bury himself in friend after friend that aren't really friends i guess you can say that is that is him that is what he does and I sent him this video that was sent to me and it was a bit of a graphic video and I know he likes that type of stuff at least that's what he told me at one point so I sent it to him and I was like oh, watch it or don't you know it's kind of fucked up so he watches it and he was like oh yeah that, that is cool and um, it is fucked up <clears throat> And, you know, we chatted for a little bit. And he was like, oh, I'll have some time next week to hang out. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even think, you know, to myself, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even think you wanted to hang out this weekend or anything, to be honest. So I'm like, okay, push it back the next week, I guess. Um, Which, like I said, he gonna flake on me anyway, so... 
I'm also busy next week, so like, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see, and this is why I, I say I don't have any friends. Like, I don't know. I'm the one who created the distance between us, and I am unbelievably better for it and from doing it. And, um, I don't know. I just, it's like I, I don't care, but at the same time, it's like, and this is what, this is how it all started. The riot in the Capitol happened. I sent him a message to check on him because he lives in a red state. Um, he got back to me, which was cool, you know, whatever. And then in that message, he was like, he's sick. So I was like, damn, you know, I sent him, I sent this long message and he never replied to it. But then again, it wasn't one of those messages that you can necessarily reply to, you know? So, after that, uh, a few days went by, um, and I messaged him, I was like, hey, you dead? <laughs> like, did you die? And I was like, sorry, are you still sick? And he never replied. Like, a week went by. So... I'm starting to think that, you know, because the way he made it seem like he was really sick. He said he was weak and couldn't eat and stuff. And I was like, okay, damn, like, did you really die? So I felt, I felt bad, you know, I, I felt really, really bad. And I was like, dang, it's like, I don't talk to you, but, you know, I still care enough to check on you. And he just never replied. So I, I messaged again, like a week later, I was like, hey, are you okay? And that's when he got back to me. And it kind of pissed me off a little bit because it was like, why couldn't you tell me that you were okay when I asked the first time? Like, and, and I'm like, why the hell am I going out of my way? to do this in any way like i shouldn't have done it it's like i shouldn't have done it because he does not check on me and never really has so i kind of mad at myself that i checked on him but that's just me that's just how i am and I don't know. I just don't know. I'm like, you can hang out with all these other people. You can talk to all these other people. You can do all this other stuff. But you still haven't changed enough to to just like even just check on me. So yeah. I consider it. Always has been, and in all honesty, it seems like he always will be. Well, that's enough of that. Oh, enough of talking about that guy. Because enough about no, 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 that guy, as in my ex. Enough talking about him. Like, <clears throat> the more more days go by, the more weeks, the longer it goes, the months, whatever, the less I seem to think about them.
And um, I think that's really good for me because he's not thinking about me or anything like that. So, enough of that. Back to my friend who I think of as a friend who I don't think he thinks of me as a friend. <laughs> I know it's complicated, but whatever. <clears throat> so, he's, yeah, he's an okay dude, but... Mm. I feel like not okay. I don't know. I can't I just want to leave him alone, I guess. And I know I'm putting the decision on him when I should be making the decision to just end our talk or conversations or whatever strange uh situation it is. So, I'll probably make that decision soon and get it over with because I'm lonely and when I talk to him, I have fun. When I do talk to him, it's fun and enjoyable, but I'm not trying to, <clears throat> okay, my voice keeps cracking and that's getting on my nerves, but I'm not trying to deal with somebody who is frivolous uh, again, and I, like, no, no, no. I like, I prefer somebody with a few good friends than a whole lot of friends, if that makes any sense. So, yeah. I'm gonna make the decision soon to if I'm gonna keep talking to him, if I'm gonna be, keep trying to be his friend, or if. I'm just gonna call it quits. Which, at this point, I'm leaning towards more of calling it quits because I just wanna be left alone and him being around complicates it a little bit. So, yeah. And then he did say this weird thing where he, I was like, Everybody always comes back to me in the end, and I was like, um, you don't want came back this time around, you know, like, I thought, it, I thought we were done talking, like, completely, and he disappeared for, like, four, almost five months or something, and, um, I was like, cool, alright, this is cool, and then he came out of nowhere, I was like, hey, I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, like, yo, what's up? And, um, we've been talking on and off since, well, not like talking, like, you know, like, we've been, been friends, quote, unquote, I guess, um, since then, which has been, I don't know, and then I was like, you know, okay, back this time around, and he was all like, oh, I'll always go back and check on my exes, and I was like, um, and that's what, I th and that's something I'll, I've been thinking about that the past couple of days because I'm like, like I want to take a screenshot of that, blow it up, and then circle it with white marker on, uh, you know, the white marker on the phone. I mean, like, hey, when you said this, did you include me in there? Because I am not your fucking ex. I never date you. We never did anything like that, and I kind of don't. It can't, there's like this part of me 
in my head it's like i need to be specific about that one thing for some effing reason but i'm gonna do it anyways because i'm crazy i think and i feel like that needs to be touched down because I don't want you thinking it in your head that your guys give to the world and every fucking woman wants you because this one doesn't like you're he's cool enough you know but it's a conceited for my taste and i'm not saying i want somebody who's down and out with low self-esteem i'm not doing that again <laughs> oh my god like i'm not dealing with somebody who's in the place that I was when I was their age or younger. I'm not doing that again. So, yeah, but he's he's too conceited for my life. I'm not necessarily saying I want a dude who's humble. No, I want a dude who's humble. Like, what am I saying? <laughs> I want to not understand. I want a dude who understands that he is that nigga, but at the same time, not to the point that it's bothersome or fucking annoying so i don't want him thinking that like i said he's god's gift to this fucking world and i'm one of the fucking bitches that he want that wants him you know like no that's not me and it will never be me like yeah i yeah i prayed with you a couple times sure but i didn't think that made me or your boo. I'm just a random bitch on the internet. Like, that's it. And that's, I guess, that's kind of all I want to be. <laughs> Maybe I should read. <laughs> you know what? I might rename my podcast to Random Bitch on the Internet. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. Because that, that's funny to me. And I have this horrible dis dissonance between what I say I want and what I want in my heart. And then what I want in my, in my mind. Because what I want in my head is... To be in a better place. What I want in my heart is to be in a relationship. But what I say out of my mouth is that I want to be alone. Does that make any sense? I don't know if that makes any sense. So yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I'm starting to vape again. On, uh, I'm, I think I'm more comfortable <clears throat> vaping on mic now than I was before, and just saying that I had it because before I just probably mute or or something, and then vape and have some water. <laughs> but I'm getting a bit more comfortable with it. No comfortable. I need to clear my freaking throat. Like, jeez. But, yeah. So, there's three different points or 
ideas that's going on in me. Like, I have this huge, loud voice of, in my head that goes, you don't want that. Oh, you're an idiot. You're doing shit just like your mother. You're doing this. You're doing that. And then it's itty bitty, teeny tiny voice. Or just itty bitty, just little things like, no, it's okay. You're all right. You're doing fine. And when I was younger, I used to think of it as a little seed. A little bitty seed. <clears throat> and I used to do this thing. I used to imagine this thing like, okay, I've planted this seed and it'll start to grow and the branches will start growing and then something will happen and just before it starts to bear fruit i'd burn it down oh my god somebody outside just being loud oh my god so yeah I, i'd burn the tree down inside of me and it would always piss me off because right underneath the the burned down tree would be a sapling or a little sprout and I'm like how are you still there why are you still there I just burned down this entire tree why are you there and it's like because you deserve to grow and you deserve to be happy and it's and it's just this teeny tiny little thing And I always walk away from it. And for all intents and purposes, I walk back into the decayed forest <laughs> of woods. I walk right back into there and I'm sitting at the opening. And this small little sprout or sapling is sitting there. And it's just a little bit of light around it. And it doesn't grow. And then I, I run into people and I meet. And they, it's like they never meet me halfway um, when they come down to stuff. And and I feel like once that sapling starts to grow, and I, the, the, the sprout grows into a sapling. And then it starts to grow. I It just... It never works. And people are always telling me, oh, you need to be happy with yourself and you need to do this and you need to do that. And right now, I am making sure that I take care of my mental health. I am, am doing that and I feel like I'm doing really well with that. Next is to take care of my physical health. And for the most part, um, I'm taking medications and things that I need to take to make sure that I sustain my life, I guess. But yeah, I feel like, to me, I feel like there's always going to be a reason to chop down a tree that has grown um, branches. Like, 
but and the branches usually consist of the relationships that I build with other people or the the things with my family and all the time I feel like I need to start from zero and then I don't want to start at all I don't know that's why that's I'm like um, I'm queen annoying in my life anyway it's like I got this long ass list of annoying ass people and I'm number one on the list <laughs> but yeah I don't know if I do turn the name of my podcast from bottleneck to annoying ass bitch on the internet <laughs> Oh god. Um I'm gonna have to take down all the other videos that I have. I mean videos. <laughs> all the other episodes that I have and just start over. Hell, maybe I'll do that. One that isn't so stuck or, or forward about my life and my experiences and motherfuckers that has fucked me over, I guess. I don't know. You always think that the people in your life are it's like, okay, these people are in my life. They're just a small bit of people in this entire world. And I need to understand that. There are a lot of people. There's a lot of people that can mean more to me than the people who have fucked me over and um yeah i don't know it's like there's a part of me that's like okay maybe that's what my ex understands maybe he understands that there's a variety of people that he can be friends with and and that's it it's like but i I'm, on the other hand, is like, yeah, there's a variety of people, but not a variety of people who will just love me for me, who will just care about me and give me the mutual respect that I give them. So I'm not trying to be friends with any and everybody. I'm trying to know a lot of people, but hold on to a small group of people. Because having a lot of friends doesn't make you a human. It may, like to me, it doesn't make you a human. It makes you a part of the, the, the cog. Just one of the people or one of the fucking things that are just moseying on along. And just trying to be like everybody else. And that's not what I'm trying to find. And that's not who I'm trying to be. So I will never agree with that philosophy of I need to be friends with a whole slew of people. And that's how I feel safe. That isn't how 
that things work for me. And it'll never work for me. So I guess it works for Justin, but I don't know. It's like, don't you get tired? Like, he, this man, it, it, I'm like, don't you get tired? It's like having all these different people. We know these people, and you don't remember all of them. You don't hold on to any of them. You just add more people to it. And that sounds like something that a child would continue to do. It's like at some point, you realize that not everyone here is meant to be your friend. And yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't talk for 34, 35 minutes <laughs> about nothingness. So I'm going to call it a night. Um, thank you for listening to the Bottleneck Podcast, and this is Olive Q, signing out.